Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon. And every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, Val. Hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, it has been so long. How are you? You good? I'm good. Um, I just I got my COVID test results back today, and they are still positive. Still positive. So- Full Sundance experience with COVID. With COVID. Oh, well, to be fair, it's, it was going to be the same experience whether or not you had I COVID. I know. And actually, point. it makes it better because I was so bummed when they had announced that everything was going to be virtual instead of the hybrid. And then yep. as soon as I um, found out that I got COVID, I'm like, all right. So I've been in my bed. <laughs> and I have one of those beds that like comes up. So I like set it up in like the hospital style. I've got my food, my Kleenex, my dogs, and I've I love it so much with the Roku app because I can just sit there, watch movies, type things up, watch movies, type, type things, things up, up, take a little nappy nap, <laughs> a little nap, <laughs> no nap. driving, no parking. Yeah, that's that's always the worst part. You luckily, I, I got to watch like a ton of shorts. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I. I watched two shorts today. I have four more shorts to watch tomorrow. Well, we'll, we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about the, some of those in the future. Uh, I also <laughs> did get to watch. Just in case you're wondering, the uh, um, Instant Life limited series. Oh, okay. Sea monkeys. Okay. Um, I'm nice. sea, yeah, sea monkeys. That was this guy. <laughs> uh, and then um, the first three episodes of uh, the Dark Heart, oh. which is a Swedish drama. Okay. crime type drama and I'm, I'm telling you man i hope it's gonna wind up on i think actually i think that one's gonna wind up on discovery but netflix yeah. has all of those swedish and norwegian drama cop dramas and they're all so good nice. uh and so yeah the first three episodes i'm i'm i want to see the rest of it um but let's not talk about that one of the features i did get to see that is that 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 premiered at sundance and you also got to watch it, it's a little wacky uh, it, and and not wacky I mean, in like a slapsticky Ben Stillery yeah, kind of way. I don't know that I would say wacky. I, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a dark horse for yes. sure. Uh, you won't be alone. Um, and, and this is uh, one uh, that everybody was like, you this, like a lot of people wanted to see this because of you know who was in it and who made it and kind of that it looks like it's a dark horse and. Um, and I started watching it and then I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> right. Movie movies like this. I like to read people and cause, cause sometimes, and I know you've done it. You like read the synopsis and then you watch the film and you're like, was that the synopsis yeah, for that I, movie? I decided halfway through 2021 that unless I absolutely had to, I was going to stop reading the synopsis because <laughs> right. <laughs> because of the movie lamb and that's why because of the movie lamb 
I thought I was going to like this movie because I liked Lamb. It took me a minute. I remember us going to see that movie. And then right when we had to walk out the door and tell the studio rep what we thought, I didn't quite know what to say. So the first thing I said was, well, it didn't suck. And then like, cause you need a minute to like digest that film. And like, I, I knew I liked it, but I wasn't sure why. And then days later, and so I'm like, okay, we have one of the same actresses in this movie. It's kind of that different kind of, and I'm, you know me, I don't, I'm not a horror film right. kind of person. And I, um, I wouldn't call this one horror. Um, any more has, than any more than Lamb, it was a horror. Right. It has it has bits and pieces that might fit inside of a horror. Right. Um, but it's kind of folk horror. It it is. It's more. It's more the witch horror than, than, uh, you know, Jason or, you know, Halloween yeah, kills yeah, no, horror. It's definitely not a slasher film. No, it is definitely not. Um, but so, so here just, so we're reminded <laughs> what the synopsis, the synopsis on this right? thing was, right? Okay. <laughs> in an, in an isolated mountain village in 19th century Macedonia, a young girl is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. That could be, that could be a straight up horror movie. And it, and it sounds enticing. And it, it's just intriguing enough. Um, starring uh, Numi Rapace, who starred in Lamb, uh, and so many other things that are just slightly left of center. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this, uh, it's, not, it's not an incorrect synopsis. No. Um, but it is not all-encompassing. No. Uh, this, wow. So this is, this is more like... Uh, the fountain <laughs> in yeah, terms of like tone. I was trying to figure out because I'm, I'm writing my review and I was trying to figure out like what to compare it to because really what I was comparing it to was, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of fairy tales and like the moral stories that used to be told back in folk times. Right. Like that's what this movie is, is like these moral stories to keep you in line but yeah i think it's it's kind of like the fountain it because it is it it, it literally is this it, it this this witch comes to eat a baby i mean there's no you can't you can't clean that up the witch is going to come to eat the baby and the mother makes a bargain to save the baby <laughs> i'm going to eat your baby but i'm going to eat your baby later in life and I will give it to you, or and and the mother will give it to the witch pure. So that's, she she locks that's the, the baby in a cage me because she's like she's like don't eat it now, right? Eat it later. And I'm thinking, wait a second, like no, that still doesn't make sense. I'm my light is turning off here. Yes, it I is. don't know. You're okay. Oh, oh hello. There's superstar. <laughs> Oh my oh. gosh, what is happening? <laughs> it's disco vibe. This movie. No. This movie that we're talking about. It is. It's haunted. It's a, it's the witch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm just... What is going on? No. Okay, so you figure out your light. I'll, I'll talk a little bit and you can respond. Um, I'm just going to so, make people have seizures with it, what's happening. Right. We'll put the little flashy photostrobic effect warning at the front of the episode. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I you're okay. Uh, no. So, but, so no, the mother says, let me have 16 years with my daughter and then you can have it. Yeah. Um, but that 16 years, she locks her daughter in a cave. Yeah. So and it's like you, Plato's cave. This child doesn't, she can look up and out. 
Yeah. Um, she, she barely knows how to speak. Everything is subtitled, by the way. And the subtitle is written in like pigeon child speak when she's <laughs> yeah. talking, which yeah. at first you're like, is this just poorly translated? And then you watch and you're like, no, that's, that's oddly effective way to subtitle a film like this <laughs> with that, with that character. Uh, and then the mother comes and brings the daughter out. Ooh, snazzy. <laughs> there you go. Um, the if daughter I br- die while we do this because now, see, now I feel like we're shooting one of those, uh, one of those uh, POV COVID horror movies where like something's going to jump out of your computer screen and kill you. All I've been doing is screening horror films all day. That's, that's hilarious. Uh, But but yeah, so then the witch, the witch comes and claims the daughter and turns her into a witch. Yeah. And then, but this child has no life experience. I I don't understand. Good. Yeah, I don't understand. That was really frustrating to me when she negotiated first, like, okay, we're going to, you know, let me have the first 16 years. And so I'm thinking she's going to do all of these wonderful things. You know, they're going to have all these experiences together and all this stuff. And she throws her in a cave and then doesn't even hang out with her. She tells the village that her daughter is dead. Right. Like I don't, I don't understand the thought process of what was happening. So that was very frustrating to me at first because as a mom, I was like, "What are you doing? What are you thinking?" Um, but then, yeah, when she puts her in the cave and then she doesn't do anything with her, so why are you keeping her alive? Yeah, it's it's uh, on uh, it's very Plato's cave um, because she does she comments about what she kind of sees outside, which I think was great. Um, the 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 thing I took from this this whole film and is you know because then she comes out and the witch adopt adopts her and you know turns her into another witch and she's trying to teach her how witchy things work. This movie, the way I looked at it, this movie's all about motherhood. It, you know, it's the original yeah. mother. It's the witch wants a child, and then the daughter spends all of this time inhabiting other people. A just learning what people are like. But then right. she kind of morphs into this this kind of quest for motherhood, right? And and so at one point, I I, I think I jotted down in my notes. It's like motherhood is a curse? Question mark. You know, and I don't mean being a mother, but you know that that obsession with motherhood. Yeah, I think it was for me. It was kind of like um, <laughs> once the motherhood part was like very small because i just think like the witch was wanted a plaything, right right and then she was tired of the plaything because the plaything wasn't smart enough for her i guess and couldn't like handle it and then once we got past that point it was kind of like um you know like death on a holiday kind of thing like when death comes goes on a holiday to try and figure out like how humans live mm-hmm. but this time the witch decides to figure out how all different types right? of humans live. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she, we see life through the eyes of, of, uh, a young mother, uh, mm-hmm. which is when she's inhabiting, uh, Numi, uh, and then a child. Yeah. And then, but even when she kind of, you know, when she kind of inhabits that child, that's, that was, that was almost a motherly instinct. Yeah. For that situation. And that, you know, so that was, that, that even kind of fit. Then she, but then she becomes a, a, a man uh-huh. for a while. And yeah. then 
it, it, it it's it is this weird you know i mentioned the the fountain and it is it, it's it's just this huge look at all of these different aspects of life but you can you could generally say parenthood but from the point of, most of the points of view of this it, it really is motherhood um that kind of longing yeah. to pass on life create life and move it along even the witch wants to yeah. create life and or you know have life and pass it on so it is that that seems to be the overarching theme but it's couched in this huge weird supernatural kind of mess almost and it is it is a very yeah. messy film to try to watch and and keep straight um and because there's no real clear cut yeah. because everything because this child this 16 year old witch that's inhabiting all these people no matter where she is she's always 16 without any life experience. So really she's like five. Right. So really we're watching them this whole movie through the eyes of a, of a right. child child. And that's, it's just weird to, yeah. to see all I that. Do think, I do think that, um, as soon as we got into her experiencing life is when I started connecting and liking the movie. I didn't care for the beginning except for some of the the good cinematography that mm-hmm. there there was some some good visuals but as soon as she figured out what she could do and it was purely on accident um I started connecting to the movie and I do think that as she inhabited different people along the way she started growing yeah. um and growing up and she was so malleable, yeah. you know what I mean? Because she lived in that cave and because she didn't have um, any of these preconceived notions about anything. She was just so curious and she felt so lucky to be having these experiences that you could tell, like, she wanted to work harder than anyone because she had never experienced anything like that. But she didn't know she how anything to, worked. You know, so, so it was just all this this unbridled energy. And, yeah. she's, and she's mute. So she can't ask or explain or or any of that yeah it's all it it, it, it's all this this really physical performance based stuff and yeah she is really just trying to figure it all out just like a toddler would yeah and so Mm -hmm. so uh, she spends the majority of the film as numi um but when she's herself, uh, I believe that's Alice Englert is the actress's name. Um, she, she does a really nice job of embodying this kind of awestruck person um, that really just doesn't get it. And, and but then every time she comes back, you kind of see that growth that you're talking about. You, you see her, she, she grasps a little more. So it seems like every decision she makes on who she inhabits and how she acts during that time is a little better informed than the one before it. It's still, I mean, it takes her a long time. Um, and then she becomes a mother. Yeah. Um, and even then, you know, she's still figuring that out. Um, but she understands it's important because she uh-huh. was a child and, you know, all these motherly figures, whether it was her mother, whether it was the witch, whether it was, the mother-in-law of, of Numi when she's in that, whether it was her mother when she was the child, whether it was the man's mother, you know, I mean, so there's all these mother, again, I keep, I just kept coming back to, to this is, it really is an examination of motherhood. Now what they're trying to say 
I can't say because I'm not a mother. Right. <laughs> so I, I was hoping you, you, you <laughs> might have a little more insight there. I just, I just think, I think that um, for me, and maybe I didn't see it um, so much about that just because it's how I think all the time. And so it's just regular right. for me. Um, but for me, it was more about the connection of life. And I mean, that does come out of motherhood. But I do think when they threw in the fact that she um, she was a man for a little while and the experiences she had um, as that man, I think, helped her later when she fell in love because she had never felt her mother loved her, but like in the weirdest way, right? In she a very understand. selfish way. Her mom was in a very selfish way, in a very fearful way. Yeah. Right. And then she had the witch mom who, who also was very selfish, but um, selfish, but in dismissive. A way. And so then when, right. And so when she finally started having these connections and relationships with people in the different kinds of love, like when she became, you know, in the, she had the mother-in-law that was helping, mm -hmm. you know, helping her not be crazy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and shielding her from her awful husband. Mm -hmm. That was a different kind of love because a mother-in-law's love is different than a mother's love, right? Right. And so she learned that, and then she learned the love that, that comes from a man and then to a man. And then when she falls in love with her husband, who she has a baby with, that's like the ultimate love because she feels like she can't be without anyone else. That is her. He is her. I am him. You know, all of those things, mm -hmm. like he is my life. Um, and Which, so for me, it was just all these different connections and then she gave life. Right. And I actually found that her, her acceptance of marriage was really weird considering she spent a lot of time early on, like analyzing the relationship between men and women. When the men are around women, shut up. The mouth is closed. Right. You know, and the, all the men want is tears. I don't remember how she described them, but but you know, they just want women to cry. So it was, she, yeah. so, so it's almost this indictment of males, but then at the end she is, she's in for marriage and it wasn't like her time as a man was really, well, she, 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 you know, she went out, she did the physical labor. She, you know, but you know, and she dealt with the guys, but uh, I, I didn't think that it was that really that it, that it would have been that, uh, changing in terms of how she looked at that relationship. But then once she went back and, and fell in, yeah, as the little girl and grew up with the, with the guy, maybe that, maybe it was just time. You know, the, 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 the span, cause that was yeah. the longest span that she spent as any, and in any individual. Well, she also, she also fell in love with one of the only men in her town that was kind of shunned by the other men because he wasn't as outspoken. He wasn't as overly masculine. Mm -hmm. um, and he was kind he wasn't like an, he belonged, but not as much as everyone else. Right. And so I feel like she kind of had that connection with him. Yeah. The odd, the odd, the yeah. oddballs, so to speak. Yeah. It was, yeah. it's, but so yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, and then the end of the the end of the movie, which there's so much going on in those last few scenes. Uh, I and I don't want to spoil it for anyone that actually might want to watch it, but it, it, 
you you have to want yeah. to watch this film. Um, you you can't just go, yeah, I'll watch this. That's no, no, not yeah. how it's going to work. You have to go, no, no, I want to watch this film <laughs> and, and sit down and watch this film. Yeah. Uh, you have to want it. Oh, no, I locked somebody in my room. So, uh, but uh, you'll get out in a minute there, sweetums. Uh, I was like, why is the cat making noise? It's because um, it's in my room. Um, but no, so, it, you, but no, you have to want to watch this film. Can you we really talk do. about, like, can we talk about the claw in the middle of her hands? Oh, my God. Like, and and the, the dude how, is okay with that. Like. That was, yeah. But I mean, when I first saw it, first I'm like, how does this work? Like, why is this a thing? What does it have to do with anything? And all you're going to do is hurt yourself and like all the time. (laughs) That's all I could think about the whole time is you're going to hurt yourself with yourself. Right. And it's, but like I said, but then the guy was just like, he just looked at it. He's like, okay. It's like, she's got some weird tattoo of an ex-boyfriend's name on her or something. He's like, ah, it's fine. It's just like, dude, that just seems really dangerous to me. But it's not there all the time. Which is weird, you know, what the, you know, it's like love, with the fingernails, so all the fingernails and then that claw. Right. It's just like, what? In, who came up with that design? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a little bit, yeah. uh, that was a little bit crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, this is, this is definitely not a, a you know, a, a multiplex film. This is going to be your art house. Sorry, you're kind of going in and out. I don't know if it's my internet I don't or know. Or your internet, but you keep going out. I will hope it is not me. I, I will, I'll blame <laughs> well, yours because what, with your lights and everything so else. I didn't hear what you just said. <laughs> said I will blame you. I'll blame yours uh, with your lights and oh. whatnot. I'll blame I'll blame okay. your internet. Your your house is possessed. So we'll go ahead. We'll I go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, don't do that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but no, I, I, who are you going to tell to watch this movie? Who, who should watch this movie? So, I definitely think, um, art house, art house people will love this film. I do also think, because I really loved the meat in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think if you're in for a challenge, if you're in for, um, something that has a lot of symbolism uh, but doesn't necessarily match sometimes I feel like I don't know how to say this like one I think it's a little too long I think that there are parts that need to be tightened up and edited down I also think that when you get into the witch part of it which is supposed to be the mystical part um, I don't care I think the makeup and the special effects is not up to par with the cinematography and the story of the film. So that kind of takes me out of it. Right. But if you, if you want to watch something that really has a lot of messaging and symbolism, um, this is one of those. And if you're okay with a little bit of a slow go in the beginning and a little bit of weird, um, I think you'll like it. I definitely don't think it's for everyone. I definitely think it's a very specific audience. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree that you said the art house crowd will, will love it. And it's like, ah, they'll, they'll be ready for it. I don't know if they'll all love it, but, but they'll at least be able to, they'll be able no, to appreciate they, it. The ones that, 
yeah they'll like they'll like what's happening that i don't know that anybody will like it as a whole right right but i think that there are parts of it that are very well done um and there are parts of it that really make you think um about what they're trying to say and i appreciated so i respected some of what they were doing um but i don't think it was a cohesive project yeah and I, i think part of it is you're right i think it's a it's a little long and I think there's a couple, even if if they expanded on a couple of areas of the bits of the mythology a little bit more. But you're right, the meat of it where we get all of her experience yeah. uh, is good. I liked the part in the cave, yeah. but that feels like a, a you know like a 45 minute, like it should be like a 40, 40 45 minute short film that's just about that. Make, make me Plato's yeah. Cave yeah, exactly. and I'll watch that movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, 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 the good bits and of then, this are the like, middle. Get a budget for your wish. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think they're using the. I feel what, like any. The the mythology on the witch is is underdeveloped. They try they go back and they kind of try to explain it, toward the end. Um. With that background, but. Uh, even then, it's like, it's okay, uh, but I feel that's like the under underbaked yeah. part is just that that solid mythological base. Um, so, but it's, it, it's, it's not bad, but it, it, it is not for everyone and it's not an easy watch. Um, you do have to want it. No. So it's no Aronofsky, but yeah, it's, it's still not an easy watch. So, uh, so let's, yeah, let's yeah. not even talk about Aronofsky's yeah. work. Uh, cause that'll melt your brain. So, um, okay. <laughs> so that, that, that is, um, you won't be alone. Um, it, it's going to release, uh, in April ish sometime. Um, uh-huh. if you're interested, watch the trailer. Uh, I, I believe the, tra- the trailer is out there. You can watch it. Um, and yeah, if you're, if you're ready to be challenged and sit down for not quite two hours, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of good bits and that's what I, that's what I, that was my takeaway. There's a lot of good bits in this and you're right as a, as a cohesive unit, it's, it's just a little short, um, which man, it's, you know, I almost want to see what this guy does next. Um, Goran Stolevsky. Uh, Oh, I definitely am curious about, yeah, I'm definitely curious about what he um, will be doing in the future because I do think there is something there that mm. intrigues me. Um, well, this is his first I just feature. Think that there needed a, to be a better editor's eye on this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, so it's it's almost. I mean, uh, Ari Aster's debut was a little more cohesive, but it it this has the same kind of failure. It's like, well, what's next? Uh, you know, there's enough here to be like, mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah, he's going to get a second and we're going to maybe, maybe he'll learn something from this and, and we'll get, we'll get that, that more cohesive thing that we're looking for. So, um, well, Sundance is still going on for you. Um, my, my screenings are done. Uh, It is. I have to, (laughs) I have to, I have to record a bunch of, or an episode where I just do nothing but talk about short films for a while. So, um, that will be coming up soon. Um, we have more movies coming out in like actual theaters, like movie movies. Um, I know there's 
three that are coming up. Uh, one is uh, Moonfall. If you are a large, action, loud, yes. bangy, spacey science fiction movie person, that is coming uh, next... Oh, God, next week. You, yeah, I know, right? You're that You're that person. I, I am normally that week, person. Um, we will talk. we have two movies next we do. I can't remember. Uh, Jackass is next week. Uh, I've never been a huge Jackass fan, but I know that there are people that are. Uh, and there's one the week after that. Um, Charlie Day and uh, uh, what's her name? Jenny Smart. Uh, it's a rom-com and the name has just dropped out of my head for a minute. Um, but I'm not normally a rom-com guy, but I watched the trailer and I was like, oh. For it. Say what? Yeah, we just, I have to RSVP, RSVP. I said, I just RSVP'd for it. Yeah, I'm going to do the 7 p.m. Because uh, I'm not doing 2 p.m. Uh, no, but it, it, I'm not a rom-com guy, but that trailer, I was like, that's like, it's like a Strangers on a Train rom-com. And so I was like, okay, I I might enjoy that. Yeah, so. and you know what? I think after everything I've been watching, and I'm not saying that my experience at Sundance was bad at all. Right. Um, but I think that there's a certain tone of movie. It's called um, I Want You Back is the movie that you're yes, talking about. And it's an Amazon back. movie. Um, I think I'm kind of ready for a rom-com because I'm not usually the rom-com either. Or the, or the big dumb action space movie. I think it'll be a nice movie. change of pace. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And the, and the big dumb action space movie. Uh, and in Jackass. Those, those three movies. Sundance is dark this year. I mean, even the short films are all really dark for the most part. There's a couple that you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny, but not really. Yeah. Um, but it it feels really negative, <laughs> and it's got to just be a reflection of our time, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully next year, maybe we can have something. Some, I mean, some there's a lot stuff. that needs to be said. There is, but man, yeah, can't you say it in a sure. slightly less morose tone? Uh, <laughs> just slightly less. Just <laughs> slightly less would be great. <laughs> Uh, we'll see, but no, so we'll be back with more big stuff. I, I know you, uh, you did not get to watch a movie called girl picture yet, which is another Sundance film. Um, you, hopefully you get to watch it. I'm going to be watching that, um, very soon because I did get to interview the director and the cast from the movie. Um, and I have to say like, these are just smart, bright women that I was so excited to meet. And the movie actually sounds really great. Um, and so as soon as I watch that, I would love to chat with you about that. Yep. Uh, like it, it is, this is, it's a very, uh, female centric film. Um, but I liked it. Uh, and, and there's a lot to talk about there. So yes, we can talk about that. Absolutely. Once you watch it. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I'll be interested to see what you think of it, uh, and see if my perceptions are completely off base or not. So Thank you for coming on. I know we had to push this a day because you had stuff that was about to expire. Uh, I pushed it a, a little bit tonight uh, yeah. because I was watching Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had to get that one in. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to watch that in an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 51 minutes and it's it's worth every minute today. Uh, I don't know how you feel about the rest of Boba Fett. That is another episode. Uh, this episode is worth all 51 minutes. So... That's what I'll tell you about that. So, uh, thank you again. Till next time. Yes, there's Boba Fett right over that way. Right there. Uh, uh, and she's got her own Mando armor, too. So, yes. Um, there you go. That's what we have. That's what we have. We have movies coming up. We have more sun to talk about. We will always welcome the lovely and talented Val with us. So, take it easy, everyone. Val, say bye. 
Bye. And we will talk to everyone later. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.